The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. How would you define friendship? Well, we may think of a dictionary definition. We may think of poems or other things that are written. We might even think of uh, stories that display close uh, friendships and and use those as a, a definition. But why not ask man's best friend, and a famous one at that, what is the perfect friend? Well, according to Snoopy, the perfect friend is somebody who's always full of great advice. They're always happy to see you, they love to share a smile, and they're always ready to give you an ear, to listen to whatever it is you have to say. They are good for giving, hand, uh, hold, giving hugs or holding hands. They've got a warm spot always for you. They're available for you to lean on, and of course, they'll always stand by you. Not bad advice from a cartoon character, huh? The American philosopher Henry David Thoreau said, the language of friendship is not words, but meanings. In other words, it's who we are and what we do that defines us as friends. Well, as we continue to look at people in the Bible, today we want to look at a man by the name of Philemon. He had a letter addressed to him by the Apostle Paul, and some might say, well, it was more like a postcard and not a letter because it was only about 20 verses, pretty short for the Apostle Paul. But from this conversation between Paul and Philemon, we learn about Christian friendship. Now, there are three key characters that we want to look at in this little short story. The Apostle Paul, who's a prisoner in Rome at this time. And then, of course, Philemon, who is a leader of the church in Colossae. And then a young man that Paul meets as a fellow prisoner who was a runaway slave of Philemon's. His name, Onesimus. From those three men, we learn what Christian friendship really is. Paul starts out his letter, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Aphia, probably his wife, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, just the way that Paul is addressing those people gives us an indication about what friendship, true friendship, Christian friendship, really is. He talks about something that they share in common. Now, when we think of friends, we might think, well, there's things that we have in common, certain activities or certain interests. It might be that friends are just those people that are always around, somebody you can rely on or or share things with. But Paul is indicating that there's something different here about Christian friendship. It starts with who we are, that is, what God has made us. That we are 
his children. We are the redeemed of the Lord. And that provides a very special bond that no common interest or activity or proximity could ever result in. In other words, it's our faith that unites us and makes us special as Christian friends. But what is friendship? What is the acting out then of this friend relationship? Let's listen as Paul continues. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. In this brief letter, Paul is laying out two important things for us that define, that describe, that bring to life Christian friendship. And here's the first one, refreshing the hearts of God's people. What does refreshing mean? Well, think about times in your life when you wanted or got some refreshment. Maybe it was a long day at at work or at school. And just to know that it was done, that all your tasks and responsibilities were over and you could relax. Maybe that was refreshing. Or maybe you were just very thirsty or hot and tired or, or hungry and you were able to just relax your body, fill it with some liquid or some food and you felt refreshed. Well, Paul is talking about refreshing our hearts. What is it that can refresh our hearts? Now, we've already said that friendship might be simply the sharing of things, interests or activities or having a proximity to people, in other words, always being around somebody. And yes, that can be refreshing. You know, when you've met a friend that you haven't seen for a while, or after a long day, a hard day, and you get together with friends, it it feels good, it's refreshing. But Paul said there's something more to it than that. He talks about sharing faith in Christ. The fact that we have this common bond together. Now Paul had that with Philemon. He called him a dear friend, a co-worker. Now it might be that Paul was the one who was responsible for bringing Philemon to the Christian faith. Not sure. But we do know that they worked together in building up that church in Colossae. Well, think about your friendships here. People that you see regularly, that you, that you sit with in church or around, you have something in common with them, right? Your faith in Christ. You show that faith, that commonality with worshiping together, studying scriptures together, praying for one another, working side by side. 
Is that Christian friendship then? Sure, but it runs even deeper. When Paul addressed this letter to Philemon and the others, he said, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Christian friendship is not just being around other Christians. Christian friendship is more than just worshiping together and and praying and working together. Christian friendship is a bond that unites us, and that bond is the grace and peace that we have from God. Do you understand how deep and how special that is? There's no other relationship in this world that can match it. God's grace and peace that he has given to us, that that lives in us, that strengthens us, that guides us and encourages and comforts us, that's what brings us together and makes us Christian friends. Now, Philemon was the leader of the church, apparently, in Colossae, and, and Paul said that the church was meeting in his home. They didn't have a nice building of their own yet, but he would open up their house for fellow Christians to come in. As a leader of the church, he was one who was there to encourage people, to give them hope and comfort. And and Paul said he himself got that from Philemon. Great encouragement and hope and joy, he said. And so we see then how this bond of, of grace and peace from God expresses itself in the care for others. That was also made evident by what the Apostle Paul was doing and writing to Philemon about. It had to do with that third person I introduced to you a few minutes ago, Onesimus, a runaway slave. Paul met him in prison and brought him to to the Lord Jesus. He knew now that grace and peace from God. And now had a bond of Christian friendship with Paul, with other Christians he maybe hadn't met yet, and yes, with his estranged owner, Philemon. Christian friendship is based on that bond, that common faith we share in Christ. Paul also remarked to Philemon that what brought him encouragement in their friendship was how Philemon was showing love He already referenced the fact that he opened his house so Christians could come there and worship. But Paul also later would comment that Philemon was somebody who was going to give him help. He said, I'm sending him back, that is Onesimus, this slave, who is my very heart, sending him back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. So apparently Paul had been receiving help from Philemon in the past. He also writes, Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. That's friendship, isn't it? When somebody not only does what you ask, but even more. He goes on, And one more thing, prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you. There's friendship, helping somebody who has a need, and even more, in answer to your prayers. There's Christian friendship. 
There's showing love when we are concerned about the needs of others and bring that need to God who can satisfy that need. Refreshing the hearts of others. That's Christian friendship. Sharing that common bond of grace and peace in God and showing love for whatever need it may be. You look around the room and you see people that you worship with regularly. You might even identify some as friends. And maybe you identify them as friends because you share some common interests, you do some things together, or maybe you've just known each other for a long time. But I would ask you to look deeper. Look deeper and know what is in the hearts of all of these people here. And know that the friendship we have is something that is simply flowing from the grace and peace that God has given us. Then look at those friendships. Do you see that grace and peace lived out? Like the Apostle Paul, give thanks to God for these Christian friends and ask him to continue to strengthen this bond that unites us and that brings us joy and encouragement. And then do one more thing. Let the love show. When you hear of needs, be quick to pray. Be ready to lend a hand. Show your concern. We have that going on here. When, when people are in need, people always step up to help and show support to those who need it. We have a group of people called Heart to Heart who go out and visit those who can't make it to church, bringing God's grace and peace to them. And we're going to do even more. We are now going to start getting some assistance from an organization called Love, Inc., I-N-C. Love in the name of Christ. They are going to give us names of people in our community who are asking for help, whatever it might be. And if we can meet that need, then we will go and help. And at the same time, we're going to be able to share with them the grace and peace we have in Christ. And even more than that. You remember a few months ago, we were collecting uh, funds to help buy fresh water for the orphanage, orphanages that our missionaries work in in Haiti. Well, Christmas is coming. And we would like to send some Christmas packages down there to those orphanages. And we have to do so soon. So in the announcements today, you're going to hear about how we can show love and increase that bond of grace and peace, giving those kids some encouragement and joy. That's Christian friendship. That we share faith in Christ and we show love. But as human beings, sometimes friendships break. Sometimes there are things that get in the way and cause some separation. Now it might just be that over time, people just tend to separate from one another. But sometimes that separation comes because there's differences in in opinions or views. And sometimes those differences become pretty strong. 
So where there's disagreement, maybe even dissension and arguments, and sometimes hurtful things are said or done, and that relationship is broken. That's what happened between Philemon and Onesimus. Their relationship was broken. But Paul is showing that now that Christian friendship is also about reconciling hurts. We don't know all the details, but we can see a few things and kind of piece it together from these words of Paul to Philemon in this letter. Formerly, he, that is Onesimus, this runaway slave, was useless to you. And that's a little bit of a play on words because the word Onesimus actually means useful. But Paul is now saying, he was useless to you. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. Paul is acknowledging that there was a separation there, but he's pointing out that Christian friendship is also going to bring about some reconciling of those hurts. Now, how does separation happen? Oftentimes because of sin. In this particular situation, it was because of sin. Onesimus was a slave. Now, slavery back in Bible days was different than slavery that we had in our country, that horrible experience. Back then, a person was sold, purchased as a slave because maybe it was a way of paying off a debt. And sometimes it could be rather expensive. The average price of a slave was a year and a half worth of wages, oftentimes even more. Now, that slave could work off and buy his freedom, or he could simply be granted his freedom by the owner. Sometimes the slave would simply run away, and that appears to be the case here. Onesimus simply ran away. And in the process, he may also have stolen something. And so Onesimus might have been out of whatever goods or money Onesimus stole, but he was all, Philemon was also out of a worker, someone he paid a lot of money for and was getting some productivity from. Now, a runaway slave was a fugitive also of the law. His name and the description of him was published, if other people found him, they could capture him, they could keep him as their own, or they could return him to the old owner. It was also possible that a slave could be put to death. So here we see what brought about separation. It was sin. And sometimes that sin separates us from others. We maybe have experienced that in our own life where maybe there was a disagreement, maybe words were spoken, maybe things were done, unkind words, hurtful actions, gossip. And now there's a separation, a break in a relationship. Those hurt feelings stayed there and they festered, and soon they spilled over into other actions and activities, and there was separation. But understand this, when, when that happens... 
When our friendships are broken because of sin, we have also broken our friendship with God. And it's not just our sinful actions that broke a friendship that have separated us from God. But every thought, every desire, every word, every action that we have committed against the will of God also broke that friendship with God. The Apostle James put it this way. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Because of sin, we're separated from God. And when you're separated from God, you lose. But Christian friendship is so much different. Remember what I said the basis of Christian friendship is? The definition? It's that bond of grace and peace from God. And now Paul, knowing that, has shared that with Onesimus and is now working to bring about reconciliation with Philemon. All because of the reconciliation that we have with God that was brought about by Christ himself. Go back to the beginning of the letter again when Paul writes, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say, I hope you will find grace and peace. You know, someday you just might get it and realize it. No, he made a simple declaration. Grace and peace is yours because of Jesus Christ. Paul knew he had it with God. He now shared that with Onesimus. And whatever that runaway slave had committed and stolen, he now understood that relationship with God was fixed in Christ. And Paul now reaches out to Philemon to restore that relationship between them. Our relationship has been patched by Christ with God. Martin Luther, in in commenting on this little book of the Bible, said, We are Christ's Onesimus. Why are we Christ's runaway slave? He explains it with these words. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me your very self. We've been reconciled to God because of what Christ has done. Christ has paid back God everything we've owed. That debt of obedience that we failed to make, Christ has paid it with his life. That penalty that needed to be charged to us and exacted from us because of our rebellion, our sin, Christ took that. We are right with God. Our debt has been paid. The punishment has been removed. We are Christ's Onesimus, runaway slaves who've been reconciled to God by what he has done. Paul knew that, and that's why he reaches out now to Philemon to reconcile those two men. 
Simply put, he wanted Philemon to see and to live what Philemon has already experienced from God, grace and peace. Philemon must have been deeply hurt by this runaway slave, but that hurt could be reconciled. Whatever had separated them could be removed and restored. Just look at what God has done for us in Christ and live with that certainty and reflect that same thing in your relationships with others so that that grace and peace can be an encouragement and joy and friendships restored. And when that happens, then look what it says. Receive him back as a slave. But better than a slave, receive him as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. And I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. When we restore, when we recognize we've been restored to God, and then when we act out that restoration, that reconciliation with our Christian friends, we will be refreshed again. Having that bond of grace and peace strengthened, and living with great encouragement and joy. That's Christian friendship. Reconciling hurts. Are you in a relationship that's been broken? One that's been strained with fellow Christians? Maybe you have been hurt. Maybe you have caused the hurt. Seek to reconcile and restore that relationship. In Christ, it is possible because in God, it's already a reality. Set aside your pride. Set aside whatever your personal views are and simply refresh that relationship with acceptance, with love. And then you will be refreshed with encouragement and great joy. All that comes from the peace and the grace of God. That is Christian friendship, fellowship, and partnership. May God bless us with that. Amen.